Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare crazes. <laughs> laughing in the background. <laughs> like, stop trying to make me laugh. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm have sorry, to the introduction. If anyone knows Kitty and her um, roller coaster brain uh, <laughs> that happens, she kind of talks about one thing and then quickly switches to something else and then switches back and then completely switches to something else again, all within about 10 seconds. <laughs> We're having a bit of a uh, interesting discussion before we hit the record button here. And I was still yeah. laughing. I hadn't got my shit together before she did that. Sorry, I interrupted your intro. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, Go on, and here's, yeah. here's Craig. <laughs> we all know who Craig is. Co-founder of New Strength and my co-host every week mm. for a episode. Mm. Just graces us with his presence. That's right. You know? Right. You're very lucky for me to be here. It's interesting before we get on the podcast, just wanted to uh so I shared on the uh I shared on Instagram as I do, just obviously share a lot. Bit yeah. of an oversharer. Um, you know, I shared yeah. twenty months ago I got my breast implants out. Now I didn't have any implant illness or anything. I just, you know, realized rough day for the McD. <clears throat> Sorry. He did like them, but he does want, also wants me to be healthy. Um, That's right. You know, I just realized that, you know, it can't be that great to have silicon implants in your body. You know, no, no offense to no one. I don't want him to think I'm judging them for having implants because, oh, you know, yeah. I really liked my big boobs. They were a little bit annoying, though, actually. Now that I've got them out, I'm like, oh, they were huge. Nonsense. <laughs> anyway. Oh, glorious. So I got them out, got them out. And then, uh, you know, the whole two years of, you know, the TTC, and if you haven't, so many people message you, oh, what's this new baby? I'm like, listen to the podcast. We did a podcast. So I sent them the podcast. Um, and yeah, now that I'm like, you know, back into the shape that I was before we started trying for babies, I'm leaner and more muscular. Um, my boobs are just like, they just look so saggy now. Like really have shrunk like a lot. Um, and I didn't get a lift doesn't purpose. Me at all. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, no. he's like, you do whatever makes you happy. I don't give a shit. I'm still... All over him. Yeah. <laughs> Being a creep. I love so uh, I, I didn't get a lift when I um, <clears throat> had them out because we thought we were going to have a baby and it can affect breastfeeding. So I just chatted with the surgeon. He was like, yeah, just, just don't, just don't do it. Which is sort of fucking annoying now. Cause I'm like, oh, I could have just had it done then. And I wouldn't have, you know, like gone through the recovery and not having to go under again. I've been thinking about it for the last sort of six months about getting it done. And I've really been going back and forth because I think one like I'm a bit fearful of judgment again, the whole judgment thing. And I'm like, well, who gives a fuck what people think? You know, it doesn't matter about what anyone else thinks. It's about what I want to do. It was interesting. This one lady messaged me on Instagram. I can't remember her exact message, but she's like, Kitty, do you really think getting a, um, a, 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 a lift is the key to happiness? Like blah, 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 blah. And I just wrote, no, a fuck your course not. <laughs> I'm already happy. I just want perky tits <laughs> again. Mm. <laughs> Of course, it's not the answer to make to making you happy. As I found out when I got them in, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I just thought, you know what, fuck it, why not? Not having kids now, got to spend the money on something, you know. And I want, I've wanted to do it. I've, I've been thinking about doing, but again, I didn't want to share, or I was in two minds about it because I think I was just most fearful of judgment of people judging me for doing it. 
Yeah. But like at the end of the day, like we said with the baby thing, it's like who gives a shit what anyone else thinks. It's about, judge you regardless. That's exactly right. Someone else will just do what I want. It's not something you can control. You obviously just control how you kind of handle those situations. The, the other thing that was holding me back to is obviously I'd have to have six weeks off training, which would be a bit annoying. That was the hardest point. Yeah. That's what, that that was the biggest thing that you were saying. You're like, oh fuck, I'm just making some good gains now. And yeah, I know. I'm really into yeah. it now. I'm hitting some good numbers. Yeah. I'm finally back to where I want. Yeah. But Craig's like, think you're so muscly already. <laughs> Well, it's He's just, like, you, you're very muscular it's, already. He's like, it's not that bad. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking do. Uh, the thing is, it's it, a, a lot of your performances in the gym, like what, you, what you're squatting now and what you, you're deadlift now, like th- those numbers you've had there for so long. So regardless of the amount of time that you have off, it could be uh, six months, it could be 12 months, it could be two years, it could be five years it would still only take you six weeks to get back to that. Well, not six weeks. If I had two years off lifting completely, I wouldn't take me six weeks. You, you would get a 70 to 80% back there. With, yep, I don't believe you. But anyway, look, six weeks isn't Excuse that long. Me? What the yes. fuck would you know about that? <laughs> All right. Well, you show me someone. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to have two years off, but surely no, I can, you I can get, cope you with six get weeks. There, you would get back there very, because muscle yeah, yeah, yeah. is a thing, right? And yeah, it's right. just like you don't lose those muscle fibers. They just lay dormant. So the moment you just start training, and because your ability to train effectively and the skill of how you do those movements, it's like riding a bike. You never you mm. could not ride a bike for 10 years and still be able to ride a bike. Mm. And lifting's exactly the same. Mm. Like once you get through that initial period of just like your body going, oh gee, this is a bit stressful and I'm a bit sore and all that sort of stuff. It like every week you will hit massive PBs, you will add massive amounts of weight to the bar, get even more reps. Like it will come back very, very quickly. It's actually for where you are, for how long that you've had it, it would actually be really hard for you to lose it. It's good to know. It is. Six, six weeks is uh, not, six weeks is not long. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've got a couple of consults uh, booked in and, um, you know, I will go and see them and see what the cost is and the recovery time and the risk. Obviously there's always risks with every surgery and then I'm probably just going to book in and bloody do it, you know? So um yeah, that's that that little update uh, update there. So today we wanted to talk about sleep and some tips on how to get a good night's sleep. So I think that's something that a lot of women struggle with when they come into our program. And it was definitely something that I struggled with because I just, you know, was doing all these crazy diets and not eating enough and then binge eating, obviously binge drinking. And then, you know, when I when we went through the whole TTC journey, there was a point there even when I was eating heaps of food and, you know, I was just, just doing light training um, because I was so emotionally stressed and my just stress hormones were so elevated all the time. I was just waking up constantly. So that emotional mental stress, I think can really affect you um, as well. So maybe let's just assume that, you know, you've got no stressful shit going on in your life. I think like, you know, we hear it all the time with him in our program. I had a call last weekend, lady was like, oh, you know, I was waking up at 2am every morning um, and she's in this really stressful job and she finally quit. And she's like, I'm sleeping through the night now. Nothing else has changed. So I think, you know, definitely emotional stress, mental stress can really affect your sleep, even if you're doing all of these other things right. So if that, those sort of things happen, happen, I guess you can either have to try and resolve the issue which I think is probably the best way, but sometimes you can't. Um, but other things you can do like journaling, breath work was really helpful for me. You know, we both really liked the TTC, um, sorry, the EFT, the tapping, the emotional freedom techniques, which we did with Greta. 
and um, Teresa. So I can, I'll pop their details or they, they've done podcasts with us. So just scroll back and have a look, but they're just some things, you know, that really sort of helped us as well. So yeah, let's pretend that you're not like, you know, in a terrible marriage or having, have a really stressful job or, you know, so much stress going on with your kids. So I think probably, you know, there's certain things that we do with our clients that really improve their sleep. So I, I don't know, Craig, I think one is like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but actually eating adequate calories, like getting enough protein and balancing your blood sugar throughout the day. Like I start like eat breakfast. Yes. And then I feel like when you start to do those things with clients, like they see a big difference. Yeah, I think just being at maintenance calories, whatever that is for you as a person, just generally is going to hit the mark. And and if you're hitting that maintenance calorie target by, you know, having anywhere between four to six meals per day, and you know, spreading out your protein, and you know, like you said, getting like getting carbs. Start with a good and, breakfast. Yeah, yep. start with a good breakfast, and making sure that the foods you're eating are really nutrient dense and you know, easily digestible. The foods that we talk about, like the liver and the oysters, and the. Um, saturated fats and the nutrient like fruits and juices and you know mm. starches, sourdough bread, potatoes, you know white rice, whatever it works for you. I think um, yeah. salt is a big one too. Salt, salt is definitely yeah. a big one. Definitely, yeah. yeah. You want salt throughout the day, but especially before you go to bed, you know, yeah, it'd be really beneficial. Um, and and it's just one of those things that I've seen with clients, like when they've come out of a you know a dieting phase and we're reverse dieting them, reverse dieting them back up to maintenance calories. You know, one of the metrics is I kind of look at is, you know, as that's kind of happening, how their their sleep improves. And obviously, you know, I could, you know, looking at the objective metrics, like their weight and their girth measurements, all that sort of stuff, when, when they kind of hit that maintenance calories. But a big part of that, it's just like, well, how's the sleep down? And like, sleep is awesome, you know, and, and you just, mm. you know, it's just such a big part of that. So, I mean, that would be for most people, you know, probably... 85, 90%. Yeah. It just, it makes it such a big difference. So how would you establish your maintenance calories then, Craig? So like, there's obviously, you can use any of the, what do you call them? The, the, the calculators, the. Yeah, there's plenty of online calculators. Yeah. I mean, a really easy way to just kind of get a rough idea is, is take your body weight in pounds and times it by 12. Right. And, and that's, that's usually going to put you in a calorie range. So let, let's just try that for me. So let's say my mate, my weight in pounds on what, 67 times 2.2. Do you say times 12? Yeah. Probably for you, you need to go 14. So that, is that just like include activity? Like if you're quite active? No. It's so this just, is just nothing. Okay. So very, then yeah. very general. So then if you were say you're very active in your training, yeah. what, do you have to times it by like your activity? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. if you're really, really busy, like for somebody yeah. like you, I'd probably try like 15 times it by 15. Yeah. But I mean, how do the calculators work it out? So if I was to go online now and look at one of the calculators, they first ask you your age, your sex, yeah, so age, that'll get height, height. Sex, so that'll okay. plug in first to find your just, if you're not yeah. doing anything, this is your maintenance yeah. calories. And then yeah, they'll true. ask you about your activity level. So they might yeah. say, for example, you train three times a week and, or sick, or you're really active. And then, so that'll times it then by a certain number, yeah. like 1.3 or 1.5. So, and then that's your maintenance and then just test it. Right. Yeah, like so it's your, your BMR it, plus your activity levels equals your maintenance calories. So your BMR yep. will be worked out of age, height, sex, mm. um, body weight, and then your activity levels are obviously just based off how active you are. Either you're sedentary or you are a little bit more active, you lift weights and you also walk, or you're super active, you work a laborious job or something like that. So the multipliers just increase based off how, um, how active you are, and that's just going to give you a rough ballpark. And then you would need to test it, right? So you'd eat yep. that and weigh yourself every day. 
Yep. You see what happens. Yep. Yeah. Weigh yourself every day and then at the end of seven days, take the weekly average and then repeat the process again for week two and then compare week one's weekly average to week two's weekly average. And you can see, did your weight go down? Did it stay the same or did it go up? But if it stayed the same and stayed the same is usually within, you know, half a kilo or, you know, like a few hundred pounds or something like that, you probably just, you'd say, okay, well, I'm roughly at maintenance. And then yeah. over time, if it's slowly going down, you might be in a slight deficit. So it's not going to be huge. So... Yeah. I think the key though here with most women is like where they go wrong is you've got to be consistent with that. So like they might set the calories and then one day they eat this much and they don't track properly. So I think, Correct. you know, set them and then plan ahead. Like what, what, how I would do it is I would set them. Then I would sit down, do my meal plan for the week. So plan and prep the meals. So it's easy to be consistent. Um, you know, first of all, decide how many meals you're going to have either four, five or six, yep. and then just try and spread your calories relatively evenly between those meals and eat them rel- like you know, don't eat one and then don't eat again for five hours and then eat one hour later. Like yeah. try, I mean, I know it's not always going to be perfect, but like, you know, get up, have breakfast within half an hour of waking, you know, then if you're having five meals, you might eat four hours later. You might eat every roughly four hours, you know, yeah. until, until you go to bed. Um, and I think to, um, you know, make sure those meals are balanced too. So try and have the same amount, roughly the same amount of protein, carbs and fat at each meal, because that's going to really help stabilize your blood sugar and stop mm-hmm. the, that roller coaster of stress hormones going up and down, up and down, which makes such a massive difference. Yeah. I, I think that's a good general rule to start. And like we've sort of spoken about before, you know, <clears throat> most people's afternoon snack, if they have an afternoon snack is probably going to mm-hmm. be a bit smaller than their dinner meal. It's going to be a bit larger. So it's probably going to be a little bit more protein carbs, but mm-hmm. generally if it's a rough sort of spread, you're going to be pretty good um, for the day. So I, I think that would take up a big portion of how well your sleep is going to be. And then I think it's kind of what you're doing, uh, you know, in that last hour before you go into bed. Well, maybe we could start from the top. Cause I think it's like, Try and have a consistent. No, we weight. won't be doing that. We'll, we'll be doing <laughs> exactly like this. We fucking put you in charge. No, but I think you're like you want to start. start, start well, how does the day start? You start at the start of the day, not at the end of the day. We're already fucking so, talking about that. You said no, but so we've covered the food. So I think the next thing is try and get up at. The, you should have to deal with on a daily basis. Try and get up at the same wow. time every day, right? So. Um, you know, go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time, and get up and get sunlight. Right? Would you agree with that? Get out get sunlight, go for a walk if you can. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, because, you know, when it's dark, obviously when it's Helps dark. And, so Katie, yeah. Yeah. So getting yeah. some sunlight in the early in your parts eyes. of the day into your eyes yep. is really important for setting that up. Yep. Um, and it just kind of sends that signal to your body. It's just like it's daylight, you should be awake. Yep. You know, we should be in a in a state where we're, you know, you're fat burning or being in an oxidative kind of state so you're around moving and doing things your digestion is going to be more active at that point yeah, and then it as stimulates day- your bowels as well the yep, walking absolutely. in the morning hey help, yep. help you do a poo yep. so obviously get up eat your breakfast within half an hour then you can get the sunlight you know go for a walk then obviously you know you've already done your food prep prep and your planning you know what you're having for the day so then eat all your meals throughout the day i think um uh, and then exercise i think is an important part of this hey like trying to do so- either at some form of daily movement or some strength training thrown in there as well. And in terms of like, we usually give our clients step targets. So, you know, I think if you start off, like you could just get any sort of step tracker, like get a Fitbit or some sort of watch or whatever, or a ring um, and see how many steps you're doing now. And then, you know, if you're only doing 3000, maybe just aim to do four or 5,000 for a few weeks and then try and build up to probably what, eight and a half K yep. steps a day is probably yeah, I, I, where you see the benefits. The minimum, yeah. 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 And you can obviously do more if you want to. Yeah. Um, so getting out, doing some exercise, you know, doing some strength training. 
the other one we touched on before is getting adequate salt. So salt actually lowers stress hormones um, and it optimizes blood vo- volume and circulation, which is essential for the delivery of nutrients to your cells. So you want to salt salt all your food during the day to taste. And then like Craig said, you know, you can either have salt on your, because some people in our program, they'll just have dinner and they don't have a bedtime snack. Some people like to have a bedtime snack. So it really is personal preference. It's not about going, you have to do this. I think the most important thing is, am I getting adequate calories throughout the day? Am I spreading them relatively evenly? So like sometimes you see people eating fuck all in the morning, then they'll just eat like 50% of their calories at night, which isn't great. So, you know, I think do what works for you, but just try and spread things evenly, have a decent breakfast. And then, you know, if you want to have a bedtime snack, have a snack, like a small stack. And I think adding some salt to that is really good. And I think roughly five to 15 grams of salt is probably good per day is a rough guide. Um, you know, but again, I think just, you know, salt to salt your food. Um, and then I think, uh, the, oh, the bedtime routine. Now this is really important. Hey, I think this is where a lot, like, let's say you've done all those things. I feel like this is where a lot of people go wrong. And like Craig used to be a bit fucking useless. Everyone. He used to, Oh, he would, I was he, just a real he night was a night out, weren't you? Yeah, I'd sort yeah. of hit that second wind and I'd feel... Yeah. Wind, Remember like, when we were first creating. dating? Like, like, you'd be up really late. Like, I'd message you and I'd go to bed and I'd get messages back from you at like 11 or something. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, how come you're not asleep yet? But obviously now that we're... No, we're that, t- that, that probably wasn't quite accurate. Not always, but you... you Because you, you, I was still PTing, like I was getting up at 5am, so no, I wasn't 11. But I did have to nag you quite a bit when we first decided that we were going to like be strict with the bedtime. Yeah, but I mean, you've always gone to bed, you know, what what would be considered quite early. Mm. Um, you know, I was usually like a 9.30, 10 person, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I was just, uh, you know, it was one of those things I'm like, well, if I'm trying to actually make the improvements and, you know, um, get the adaptions from training and, and actually be able to handle all the things that I need to do, like eating more food and taking all these supplements isn't going to, to do it. It's get to fuck a bed a little bit earlier. <laughs> like it just, it's really so then, makes I mean, all the difference. You don't so, have to go to bed at like eight, eight thirty like us, but I think having like maybe trying to get to bed before 10, if you can, yes. you know, like I know some people's work schedule means that they just can't do that. So you've just got to try and do the best with what, best. what your yeah. schedule is. But I think if you can get to bed before 10, you know, limit that blue light ex- exposure um, before mm. bed because the blue yeah. light mimics the sun, but doesn't have any of the benefits and can make you feel quite alert. Mm. Um, you know, have that regular bedtime. So, you know, phones away, you know, we have a warm shower. You might have your before bed snack if you have one. You could do some journaling and I don't do journaling, but I do breath work. Every night, hey, I lay in bed, I'm lying there. Sometimes mm. Craig tries something like, shush, I'm doing my breath work. <laughs> and then I usually fall asleep with the book on me. Yeah. Um, have the red light on. The red light, I think, is really calming at night. We really like it. Um, make sure you put your phone downstairs. Like we have ours out of our bedroom and have the Wi-Fi off. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure your room's completely dark or use an eye mask. I use an eye mask and earplugs. I find that's really awesome. Um, and keep it cool. Keep the temperature cool. Hey, not too cool, though. Fucking, we fight so much about the air conditioning, eh? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's summertime, it? yeah. Yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> he hot. likes it freezing, I'm so it's sweating. so freezing, and you have to like have ten donors on. I'm like, why are we anyway? Let's not get into that. It's one we'll fucking doona, yeah. right? And it's and it's hot as balls, and it's just <laughs> like you want to have a cool room, and you want to have a doona. I'd love to hear from other people. I don't know. <laughs> okay, right. Email anything, us. 
Message but, me on but, Instagram but and let me know how most you... Most people get this. For some reason, you're like, well, if it's so cool, no, what do you have to have he, a dude? Or why don't you sleep? Because I'm like, because like I like warm. to have something just sleep with the sheet around on. me, you know? Like, sleep I like to feel... He's like, no, I've got to have the doona. So it's got to be freezing. Oh, it's not freezing. It's cool. That's it's freezing point. like it cool is in room, winter, so we have room. to have the... Listen. Kick you down the steps. Anyway, so have a cool room. I don't know what their ideal temperature is. What is it? 22. Yeah, it's never 22. It's always colder than that. Anyway, so 22. That's what it is on the fucking heck on. <laughs> it's colder than that. So 22 is, so keep, don't have no, the room too cool or too, <laughs> or too hot. But I really think this bedtime routine is such a key one. Hey, like what about one of our, one of your clients? We won't say her name. Tell she'll her, know tell, who it is. She'll know, she'll exactly know when she listens. She's awesome. We really love her. She's so yeah, awesome. She um. Tell, tell like when she joined, she was so shit. Hey, at like her bedtime, she was awake at yeah. like eleven, and you. Just well, she she's she's in the in the US, and she would be sending me messages, and I'd be <laughs> looking at this message come through, and I'm like, what fucking time? I'd look at the 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 time converter, and I'm like, you should be sending me messages. <laughs> you should be asleep. Like, what is going? And I, I think it's one of those things. Like, you just you, you drift on that point. You know, you kind of get into this routine. Yeah. You're like, oh, but I like to watch suits or something at this time once all the kids go to bed and then you know it kind of just drags out and that kind of happens for years and years and years and you know once you're certainly in her case starting to get her to train better and and you know eating better and she, she needed better recovery um so it's also like look you got, you've got to go to bed earlier like that's the biggest thing for me like looking at all your data that's just stare, staring at me like a sore thumb like it's just going like this is what it is i am getting about i'm making an effort and i'm like that's it you need to buy an aura ring, get one of them. And, and that way I don't have to keep telling you, you'll have this data that you'll see every morning that will show you how shit you're being. <laughs> so she finally did it. And I said, like every morning, just start sending me through um, like uh, the, the, there's like your, your sleep quality. Like there's a, the, uh, a screen for all the, the sleep metrics. And then there's one for your readiness score and your readiness score on the aura ring is like your sleep plus your activity levels gives you this, recovery score it's really really cool and quite accurate actually I've, I've been using it for for about 18 months it's really really cool um and when she started i think her readiness score was like 66 and it's like poor 66 is poor and it was just like you looked at the quality of sleep like how much REM sleep she was getting deep sleep it was really 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 poor and i think just having that objective metrics looking at it just going yeah you suck <laughs> and i'm just like see this is what it means i'm like you need to get the you know, let's get a bit a bit earlier to start establish this routine then all of a sudden you know, she's like, I really want to improve these numbers. And now she's up to the point where she's getting into the nineties with her readiness score, which is optimal, gives you a little crown. Mm. Right. And, uh, but, you know, maybe she's like, she two, like two her hours training of, so much better. Hey, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. She's got like two hours of deep sleep. Her REM yeah. sleeps like over two hours now. And all of a sudden she keeps sending me these, uh, these screenshots of her PBs from Recomposer. And she's just like, I just added like 50 pounds to the leg press. These are not small numbers. They're massive numbers. And I'm like, that, that, there's no but, but way that you're like doing she, it. I want to see a video of that so I can actually see the form and make sure you're getting depth. Sure as shit. I look at the videos and I'm like, wow, like this is incredible. I'm like, what have you been doing this whole time? And this is like, yeah, she um, started getting and some her sleep food and everything was still better. the same. She just yeah. put that bedtime started to go a bit earlier. Yeah. I mean, there's she's definitely made improvements with the, with the food, food as well and all that. Like it's, it's all come together. Yeah. But that's been the biggest thing that's really yeah. kind of stood out. And it's just like, wow, like, look at these performances. This is amazing. Mm. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, that that's such a, a low hanging piece of fruit 
that is mm. going to have such a massive impact oh, on know. everything. Everything. You, you, like, you, you can't fix sleep with anything else but more sleep. Yep. Better sleep. Yep. You know? Um, and I think too, you know, like again, back to the emotional stuff, like if you're stressed, that's always going to affect your sleep. Like I just find it with myself with yeah. like, it's the first thing for me to, you know, I'll be lying awake thinking about work or I'll wake up in the night thinking about something and when I'm really relaxed and good, I'm sl- I sleep. Awesome. You know, yeah. the other thing too, is maybe potentially like I find when I'm coming to the end of a training block, when I need to have a deload, that will affect me yeah. too. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So if you're overtraining, well, not that I was overtraining, but you know, like you get to the point where you need a deload. I, my sleep starts yeah. to, I start to wake yeah, really up. Restless. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That central nervous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot more like you'll wake up sort of, you know, and that's just mm. your, your nervous system just, you know, mm. trying to adapt or, you know, not really adapting. Oh, I can't remember what it actually was, but yeah, that's, that's one big thing that I do notice. And that, that's actually a metric. It's on the aura ring of like um, restfulness. And it sort of shows like how many times you keep waking up mm. and it's, it's one of the big things I've noticed just, just personally, once I'm getting close to the end of a training block where I'm almost ready yeah. to deload, that starts happening quite frequently. Yeah. Um, you just feel really it. Fascinating. But, yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, I don't think, have we missed anything? No, I just want to do, do think there's any supplements you want to talk about. Obviously let's yeah. assume that you're doing all the basics first because I'm like, I don't think the supplements can really help you unless, like, do the basics first. Yeah. Sometimes people, magnesium helps. Sometimes it's good. Yep. yep. Magnesium will help. Um, 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 well, I mean, like, salt, we already talked about salt's not really salt. Yeah. Aspirin, obviously. Let's not talk about aspirin. I think it's oh, a, okay. that's a, a rabbit hole. A bit of a, like, yeah. Just do the basics, everyone, first. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think salt's yeah. good and just having yeah. a good good meal of protein and carbs. You know, mm. I, like I, I always do my casein custard because it's a slow Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people like casein, but then some people have casein and say the opposite, that it, it makes, they, they don't sleep very well eating casein. So again, I think yeah. it's, it it's all comes protein. back to going, there's not this one magic, like everyone has to have a bedtime snack. Like, yep. you know, yep. one of our clients, you know, she was saying the other day, she's like, no, I just, because of the way my meals are structured, I'm just feel like I'm forcing all this food in right before I go to bed. I say, well, why don't you front load more of your food? If you're hungry in the day, mm-hmm. you know, don't worry about it. if you're eating your dinner late at like mm-hmm. seven, I said, you don't need the bedtime snacks. She's like, no, I didn't even think about that. So she swapped it all around. She's like, great. It's working great. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, it's about, I think, uh, finding what we're, I mean, I always have ice cream because I just, I really like having something before I go to bed. So I like have a hundred to 150 grams of ice cream with a little bit of stewed apples and some candied ginger at the moment. I'm like, Oh, I'm obsessed. Um, but I just love to have something, but that's a, that's a small meal compared to the bigger meals that I have throughout the day. Yes. You know, um, you don't want to be force feeding yourself at nine o'clock at night, right before you go to bed. Like I usually have mine at about seven 30 and then we're usually asleep at between eight 30 and nine. So it's probably an hour to an hour and a half from actually asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is guys. Hopefully those little basics, um, will help. Uh, and, uh, as always, please take a screenshot and share the episode on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And each month I pick a winner, um, and you get a tub of, uh, saturated premium collagen and we will be back again next week. See you. Bye.